Cinema. I'm Dennis. And I'm Bonnie. And we are here counting down the best picture winners. Yeah, do we have to say From that worst to best. Well, that's the intro. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. We're going to talk about a movie and not going to give you any context. So, uh, <laughs> Bonnie, what movie, what movie are we talking about today? We're to, talking about the movie Rocky from 1976. Are you speaking into your mic? Yes, I am. Okay. Can you not hear me? Yeah. I'm right here. I can hear you. Fine. Okay, yes. good. I'm Rocky from to... 1976. Yeah. What, what's your history with Rocky? Well, did I say last time what my history, last week, what my history with Rocky was? Um, I think you just said that you haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. I had never seen this movie. Never seen Rocky? <laughs> so weird, right? I think I've only seen the sequels. I definitely have seen... What kind of Gen Xer are you? <laughs> that you've never... 1976, yeah. I mean, that's not Gen X, that's... Yeah, kind of older Gen X. I was... Like me, I mean, I, I, this is before my time, so yeah. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. I was nine when this movie okay. came out. I didn't go see it in the theater. Obviously. So this is a boomer movie. This is definitely a boomer movie, yeah. yeah. But but the ones that I did see is like the um, uh, the one with the Russian guy. Oh, Rocky Four. Yeah, right. the Eye of the Tiger, all Rocky of those. Rocky Three. yeah. Yes, right. Rocky three, Rocky four. Oh yeah, definitely mid eighties. That's, that's, that's Gen X. That's those my are era. Gen X, so Rocky those movies. are the movies yeah. I've seen. I thought I had seen the original Mr. Rocky, Mister T. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd seen the original Rocky, but I had I had not seen. It wasn't even that I forgot some scenes. It's like yeah. I knew the story, but I'm watching this and it's like I've never seen this movie. Oh, okay. And we get like we're ten scenes in. I'm like, you know what? I have, I know how it ends. Just I think I know how it ends because I watched the other movies. Okay, right. I've yeah. This uh, is my first time seeing Rocky. Well, it is very different, I think, from the other in the series. But I we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think before we get into it, we are ready to get into like a gold standard list of. Losers, really? This year, is this? Are you being sarcastic or real? Uh, not at all. Well, let's okay. start with the one best picture nominee, like kind of the only one that's not frequently hailed as one of the greatest movies of all time, uh, which is Bound for Glory. Oh, don't know it. Uh, uh, yeah, this is a movie that's directed by Hal Ashby. Uh, Hal Ashby is one of the key directors of the seventies. He's very He's almost like kind of synonymous with the 70s. He's, I think his first movie he directed was in 1970. And his last one that was received well was being there in 1979. Okay, so that was his yeah, decade. That was his decade. Uh, Any, after that, Anything was, I would have heard of? Uh, Harold and Maude. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Shampoo, uh, Being There, uh, Bound for Glory. Must be something. Oh, um, the last detail. Uh, yeah, he's kind of a very typical 70s, kind of a long hair, iconoclastic kind of guy. Made some very compelling dramas. Uh, once the, uh, after the 70s, he kind of started to butt heads with the studio brass and, uh, you know, projects went over budget and just everything okay. just, uh, really kind of uh, came off the rails, and then he died of cancer in 1988. Oh. Uh, but yeah, he's a long-haired hippie guy, and this movie is a biopic about Woody Guthrie. Oh. The uh, Depression-era folk singer, songwriter, activist. And uh, do you recommend this movie? I do. I was going to watch it again this week. I found it very difficult to find. Oh. Uh, but hopefully it comes back on streaming at some point. But it is really gorgeously photographed of the, you know, Americana, the this kind of uh, golden Midwest and the Dust Bowl era, and then very uh, sensitive portrayals of the, um, of, of the citizens and the 
poor people of the United States during this era. Okay. Uh, it does tend to get overshadowed by the other movies that it's up against here, but uh, uh, it really is, is kind of I have terrific. no idea what is coming. I don't know. Maybe I've oversold it, but <laughs> to get through them in alphabetical order, I'll start oh. with All the President's Men. I've seen this. Yes. So, of course, this okay. is... And um, oh, yeah. I'm sure it, I mentioned it in our spotlight episode because mm-hmm. this is like the gold standard of right. journalism movies. Really terrific adaptation of the Woodward and Bernstein book mm-hmm. based on... Also the, read that. Yeah. Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman play Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein just uncovering the Watergate story. Yeah. But the movie is not so much about Watergate itself as just about getting the story and finding the truth. And yeah. um, Jason Robards is really terrific as Ben Ben Bradley, uh-huh. the editor. You, yeah. you haven't got it, boys. You know, just yeah. really kind of personifying the journalistic ethics of uh, just not, uh, you know, not publishing it until mm-hmm. you have to, you have to verify and you know follow the money as Hal Holbrook says mm-hmm. as Deep Throat, yeah, uh, felt something uh, that we didn't know at the time. Yeah, I th- this movie was really a the book and the movie in the era, but I I think probably mm-hmm. the movie because it was so famous and yes. you know Robert Redford, Dustin Hoffman, I think it changed. Who went into journalism. I think oh, it ultimately definitely. changed journalism. I think it changed politics, too. Politics became uh, a lot more kind of gotcha-focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Which is funny, because it's not really the point of the it's movie. It's not the but, point of the movie. Yeah. And it, it's, it's so interesting. It entered this change, but now we're generations, maybe two generations since that change. And we've ended up it's something kind of the opposite of, yes. you know, reporting today is just, you know, a step up of maybe not even a step up, but it's basically gossip. Whereas yeah. this is, you got to check your sources. You've got to have them. Yeah. You're really setting me up for an excellent segue here okay. uh, because there is a dark side to oh. the um, news business. And that is exemplified this year by network. Okay. Uh, Sidley May's very deeply cynical look at network television news uh, that's unbelievably prescient. I Are, think I've seen this. You had me watch this, right? Uh, did I have you watch it? Okay. Yeah. Remind me, this is there. Yeah, it's well, a news network. It's a news network. Uh, Faye Dunaway is uh, brought on to the news team and she's going to spice up the ratings. Yeah. Uh, first thing is to get rid of Howard Beale, who's their kind of right. veteran anchor. Yeah. But then on his last broadcast, he, yes. he kind of loses it, goes into this populist screed. Everyone go to their windows and scream, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this yeah. anymore. Yes, I have seen this. Yeah, he becomes a sensation, and so they kind of switch gears and start exploiting him. And his kind of mental health deteriorates, and they use it for ratings, and it's all these great speeches, and it's very, um, really prescient as far as, uh, I mean, it seems... Kind of a cliche, but it's one of those movies that's more relevant today than yeah. it was when it came out. Wow. Not just in the cynical version of the news business, chasing ratings over truth, uh-huh. but also in the appeal to populism. Uh-huh. Because there's a lot of danger to Howard Beale's popularity as yeah. well. Kind of uh, tapping into this, um, uh, you know... Uh, Angst of the Common Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, fascinating yeah. movie um, written by Patty Chayefsky, a, a playwright, writer. Um, uh, he's, he's terrific. 
Uh, but yeah, let's yeah, let's network, uh, network okay. uh, real real classic, uh, probably as as popular today as it was in 1976. Yeah. Okay, I've seen that. And finally, we have Taxi Driver. Oh, I have. I don't I, think you've seen this. I have not seen this. Uh, but it looks like a young Jodie Foster. Yes, young Jodie Foster's in it. This is. Um, Martin Scorsese was already on the map, but this is like his first real masterpiece. Um, is that Al Pacino? No. No. Robert De Niro stars. Robert De Niro, that's right. Yeah. I get those two confused. Yeah, it's also prescient because he's kind of what we would call today an incel or just kind of this white male loner figure. Uh, he drives a cab, has really no social life to speak of, and uh, just kind of his thoughts rattle around in his brain all day and it doesn't lead what to do anything we call that? Good. We call that an incel? Yeah, you haven't heard the term incel, no. which is, well, I don't know if it would necessarily imply to that. The, the name is short for um, in, involuntary celibate. Oh. Just guys that don't have social relationships, oh, not necessarily okay. about... Oh, having sex or not having sex uh-huh. so much as just right. not having social connections. Got it. Yeah. So, like, the first part of the movie, he meets Sybil Shepard, who's kind of from That's a, who a that different... Yeah. yeah, she's from a different class. She's kind of in the inner city working for a, a political campaign. Wearing a very 70s shirt or dress. Yeah. Yeah, she is... Um, initially kind of drawn to this guy. He's mm-hmm. just kind of, uh, you know, the bad boy. Uh, but once she kind of gets to know him more, she's like, okay, this guy is no good. And just dumps him, which sets him off. We kind of think the movie's going in one direction, but it kind of goes in a different direction where he meets this child prostitute and he anoints himself her savior. Okay. This uh, played by a thirteen-year-old Jodie oh, Foster. Thirteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's That's just crazy. such a fascinating movie. I mean, we've talked a few times about this era, New York City being uh, standing for hell. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this really is. I don't know if you would like it. It's very grimy and gritty. It's so well made, though. It's it's like. It's kind of like a Midnight Cowboy, but immaculately well-made. Okay. But it's very much that uh-huh. setting and these types of characters. Uh-huh. Uh, but so that's it's terrific. Where it's... That, that, is that where the, you talking to me? Yeah. That's where it comes from? Are you from? talking to me? You talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is a really phenomenal performance by Robert De Niro, and this is often listed as as one of the very best movies of the 70s and of uh, Martin Scorsese's career. Wow. Yeah, that's Taxi Driver. Wow, so 13. That's very impressionable age to be playing a child prostitute. Yeah, I, I don't... Her, her parents signed off on it. She seems to yeah. have... Uh, yeah, she's, I mean, she, she's had a great... Yeah. I mean, she went to Ivy League school. She won, yeah. won two Oscars. She's well, I think, you know, in comparison to kind of Brooke Shields, who came up, was also exploited Yes. in that type of role, right? It was something... A baby doll. Pretty baby yeah. or something Pretty like, baby, pretty, something yeah. like that. And then also uh, the Blue Lagoon. Yeah, kind of right. Bed. Yeah, yeah, sort of... Uh, almost soft porn kind of stuff. Yes. And then she also went to... a. Ivy League school. She did. But um, but she seemed to suffer some uh, mental effects from that, whereas I, don't, I haven't seen... Yeah. We don't hear that as much from Jodie Foster. Yeah, I and mean, she was always much more of a tomboy. Yeah. And so maybe... Um, and even as a kid, she has this very cerebral kind of intellectual... Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Even in this movie, where she's absolutely terrific. As, uh, I like Jodie Foster. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, she's... yeah, so, I mean, this okay. is a real impressive lineup for yeah. uh, okay. 1976. Um, and the uh, movie we're getting to, Rocky, is um, really the year's big hit. Yeah. Uh, it's the 
big box office tentpole in this year between Jaws and Star Wars. Oh, Jaws being 75. Yeah, Star yeah. Wars 77. Uh-huh. Uh, all three of them kind of improbable hits. Um, uh-huh. uh, yeah, so uh, this was far and away the biggest hit, and obviously it's been a phenomenon. It's a franchise that's still a rock. Uh, Creed 3 was released a few months ago. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That is a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. I mean, there was one, like I think, a 16-year gap uh, in between Rocky Five and Rocky Balboa. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, All, All the President's Men was also very popular, but you also had uh, Star is Born, the, I think the third version of that story, this one with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. Okay, yeah. Uh, probably the worst version of it, but it was a big oh, hit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, another remake of King Kong, The Omen, Bad News Bears... So, um, oh, yeah. a lot, a big year for underdog sports movies. Yeah, that's true. Bad News Bears. Well, just those yeah. two, right? Just those two. Yeah. The Omen. That's, yeah. That's like a horror flick, right? Yeah, The Omen is about a kid who's the actually the devil. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you'd love it. They got Gregory yeah. Peck. Really? Isn't it? Oh. Yeah. Okay. But that didn't get nominated. Uh, no, picture. we've already gone through the ones that were nominated, except for our winner. That's right. Why would you lie? So, Who did the music? The contest? No. Well, yeah, we have the composer who did the music. Um, uh, the music is great. Thank you. Uh, so, Bonnie, what is Rocky about? Well, uh, Rocky, it's, I would say, I would have told you something different last week, uh, probably, but it, Rocky is essentially about this heavyweight champion, Apollo Creed, who uh, is looking for another fight, but I guess nobody wants to fight him, so he he decides to do like almost a, a show fight, so he, mm-hmm. he he's going to be in Philadelphia, so he's this... Uh, African-American black fighter, right? So he wants somebody who's... He told them, here's what I'm looking for, is he, he just looking through sort of these uh, almost amateur boxers. Yeah. And he finds one who's called the Italian Stallion, and he imagines the show of this. And uh-huh. this would be a, a, a good, almost like a publicity stunt. Of course, yeah. So that's really the, the whole thing. And then it's mm-hmm. about that fight. So, but we're of course following Rocky, who is the Italian stallion, who is this struggling boxer who makes his money by being a, a thug for a you know like a loan <laughs> a loan shark, right? It's like yeah, shakes down, down yeah. yeah, shakes down money and and I suppose a love story too. Yes, <laughs> he's meeting. Yeah, so it follows this. Imp- so it's this very American. In this, as a matter of fact, quintessentially American, where you yeah. have this, got no right to be there, but rises to the occasion and yeah. overcomes all odds to for essentially a draw. Yeah, I had re- uh, no. I had thought he had lost this fight, but and I guess it, he did lose it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know boxing rules. So yeah, <laughs> I was a little confused. Confusing for me, but um, not just released during the bicentennial, but that's oh. factors in throughout the movie that this is yeah. the bicentennial. Okay, the yeah, two hundredth anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, because I, I didn't think about that until we just ten seconds ago. It really, <laughs> is kind of like you know made to be like America. You know this. Yeah. You know we, except we actually got the win in the end. Or at least well, the independence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then, yes. Yeah, so what, what do you think about Rocky? Well, it was my first time through, mm-hmm. so it was a, it was pretty slow. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was very slowly paced. Yeah, it's a slowly but... paced. It's not like movies nowadays. And very 70s gritty. Like, okay, these very movies much so. are all 
very gritty. So some of the things that surprised me, I remember, I of course remember his relationship with Adrian. Yes. But I remember him being kind of mean to Adrian. And that's probably because mm. what I've seen is the later movies with them fighting a lot and okay. maybe even physical abuse or, or something. Oh. I don't, I don't remember, oh. but I'm, you know, whenever I watched it, the first time I watched what I thought was Rocky was probably Rocky Three or something. Yeah. I thought he was a bully to her. and But he was actually very sweet and, yes. and gentle uh, with and kind with her. And, yes. And uh, also with that, the girl in his neighborhood where... <laughs> right. Yeah, where she's kind of mixing it up with the bad boys in the neighborhood and he's... Yeah. You know, he's just like a kid from the neighborhood that sees himself. You know, you can see they've got a lot of family problems in the neighborhood. It's a very much a lower class neighborhood. Yeah, kind of sees him as a protector. Uh, yeah, sees himself right. As, a as, a, as he's now this man, he fills a father role for the other, which is which is a very sweet thing. It would be great if you had that in neighborhoods where it's. You know, that really is the sort of mm-hmm. takes a village to raise a child, but the you know if everybody's looking community, at yeah, yeah exactly, community, and that you play a role in the in the community. So th- those are some things that uh, surprised me. I was expecting, I kept expecting these big get buff scenes and all this stuff, but then yeah. I realized that's it's actually from later movies. That is from later movies <laughs> because those right. are the only ones that I've seen. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, the training montage comes pretty late in this movie. That would become like really a, a staple of the franchise. Everyone has a, right. a, a song that is yeah. the uh, training montage. Yeah, and then, you know, and of course they've got the, you know, running up the steps of the art museum. And yes. Of course, we used to live in Philly, and I knew enough to do that right right that's, that's how that's, iconic this it's this iconic. was for yeah and uh the other thing i noticed is that it's a very emotionally manipulative movie oh how so <laughs> just because at the end they, i don't know if it's the music if it's the mm-hmm. crowds if it's the you know i don't even i don't even like boxing i don't I barely know what's going on and they're just okay. pummeling each other Mm-hmm. But between the the movie and he's yelling for Adrian and there's people are screaming yeah. and it you know all of that just kind of kind of brings you up into the moment and crescendo yeah yeah it's this yeah it is like a symphony you could see they're kind of doing that and that that kind of brings so the movie ends on this kind of emotional high where you feel like wow. Right. Yeah, you know, whereas the, it's not until the very end that you feel that way. Yeah, yeah, especially so for me because not being able to really, to end the movie. really follow boxing. You know, I don't even know what a split decision is. I don't know why Apollo Creed won in the yeah, end or right. how that worked or what did yeah. it We never saw really the know arm what it being means raised. To go, to go the distance. I don't really know what that means other than. You know, I kind of gathered that it means lasting 15 rounds. Yeah. But, like, as far as the nitty-gritty of the sport, you know, if you were to say, I want to go, you know, f- five sets against Rafael Nadal, I know that that means, okay, well, you have to win two sets and lose two sets. And so I, I don't know, like, do the is, do people win in each round? Do they get points as they go along? How does it, what, what's the, I, I don't really know, like, what we're, rooting for but yeah. then i think with the music and the editing it just comes to this crescendo where i kind of get goosebumps even though right like, exactly I, and i i didn't even realize the fight was over until <laughs> like they started like coming on to yeah the ring, yeah or the ring right uh but yeah much more much more um uplifting ending i think than the last boxing movie we had oh yeah yeah <laughs> Million dollar baby. baby, yeah, yeah. So you had that sort of feeling of victorious in the 
Yeah. It's interesting. So I was uh, I watched it with Adam, right? Mm-hmm. And the it was interesting. So he knows much more about boxing. Right. Mm-hmm. So so I I guess I appreciate it a little more as as we're going just that going the 15 rounds at least to the extent that I understand now it's just this ex- it's not common. Right. And would never have been expected, and is this incredible feat of endurance. And and I guess mm, what okay. they he had said earlier, Creed had said, Apollo Creed had said, he expected to knock him out in the third round, and nobody had ever gone the distance. Right. So third round versus 15 rounds, you know, as Adam is explaining it to me, you know, as he's going through, he's just like, it's mind-boggling to go... Like, it's crazy that they let them go 15 rounds. Yeah. Because we don't see the length of all of those. And never having never boxed myself, it's hard to understand how physically exhausting that must be. But that's yeah. what I get, got so from So does it Adam. go 15 rounds whenever neither player gets knocked out or I, TKO'd? Is it possible to end sooner without a knockout? I don't, I don't know. I, th- yeah. I, th- I don't know. I don't know that. Yes. So, um, sorry, boxing. We should have fine. a boxer. And I don't think it's really about the boxing as much no, as the rest of the series is. Yeah. It's, it's about um, the in, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I do think, uh, so the other thing with Adam was, uh, and he described how he went to go, so he must have gone uh, when he came out. So he's a, a 13-year-old, went with his buddy, and uh, watched the movie and was so overcome with it that they sat through the next showing. Wow, okay. He's never done that before. He loved this movie, and as he described it, it was like a life-changing for him. Okay. He saw, and I was like, okay, like his life makes sense to me now. So can you imagine a a young 13-year-old and the the things that... that stuck out to him were just his the resilience, the mm-hmm. guts, the perseverance, the you know keep going. So yeah, if Adam had never seen Rocky at thirteen years old, would he have become a Navy Seal? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, but it definitely uh, mm-hmm. you can see like oh okay, I can see the path they take you on. So anyway, yeah. that's um, those are some of my yeah. But did you like them? Uh, I mean, I had a really good feeling at the end of it. Yes. Um, do I think it's the best movie that we've seen so far? No. I, I don't either, but... Uh, but, I mean, did I... I enjoyed it? I. Yeah. I, and then, I, you know, as we said before, I think the, the list is more a measurement of consensus. Yeah. And it's certainly a movie that's still in the public consciousness, probably more so than... Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, better, yeah. you know, I think From Here to Eternity is better, but this is yeah. certainly another boxing movie, sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this is definitely, I can see more consensus around this. Um, I actually like this better this time than before. I mean, I've struggled before with just the fact that Rocky has so little agency. You know, mm-hmm. for most underdog stories, you see, like, kid with a dream or a guy yeah. with a dream and he's about Rocky's like not even thinking this isn't even yeah. on his mind <laughs> um but th- this time I saw it almost as a romantic drama instead of as a sports movie at all because it's really just about opportunity oh yeah you know, there's so much about this it's America being American. a land of yeah. opportunity yeah and you really see this collection of characters who's lives have become just kind of a compilation of squandered opportunities. Yeah. You see that with Rocky, you see that with Mickey, you see yeah. that with Polly, and mm-hmm. every time people have reasons for not taking a chance. You also see it know. with Adrian. And with Adrian, right? You know, uh, Polly blames his failures on the fact that he had to take care of Adrian and Adrian kind of uh, had to take care of Polly. And yeah. so, you know, people have made compromises. There's uh, 
I do like that it doesn't get into all the details of the backstory with Rocky and Mickey, but we we kind of know that there's stuff that happened and and uh, both have a lot of regrets. I, I really kind of love that scene with the two of them um, having that argument and then like when he runs out to them and we don't even hear what they're saying kind of in the distance as the train goes by. I don't even remember that scene. Yeah. You know who Mickey is. <laughs> yes. The penguin. Yes. I do. Yes. Yeah. Um, From the TV show. Yeah. And so then I think it kind of, the lack of agency just kind of makes sense to me more because that is just, again, he's faced with an opportunity that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to him. Like, he's not going to win this fight. What's he in it for? But it's just a matter of, okay, this time I'm I'm not going to let him pass it pass yeah. me by there's yeah. a lot of reasons why i shouldn't do it yeah. why you know yeah. i'm i'm a, being made right. a fool of right. but uh, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna take advantage of it and and uh you know you see that kind of in tandem with him kind of taking a chance with adrian mm-hmm. which again had been you know filled with compromise he's not making any moves but he's interested in her and even right. at the start of their date he's like forget it she doesn't want to go out with me i'm just going to go home and he kind of has to be pushed into it right you know yeah. I, i'm i'm talking to a door bolly i don't know what i'm doing mm-hmm. you know uh but uh, you know what? i just thought it was really kind <laughs> of uh sweet you know um yeah yeah uh, it's certainly not my favorite so far uh-huh. um yeah, but I think it's quite good. I, I I really enjoyed it this time. Yeah, the thing that I like about their love story, which again surprised me because mm-hmm. I've only seen the later ones and now and I haven't mm-hmm. seen them since the eighties, but yeah, um, is there that them together are stronger together than yes? E- it's it's not just the one plus one equals two. It's like mm-hmm. one plus one equals five. Exactly. You know, and uh, they, yes. you know, he's good for her. It's two people and then two turtles and a goldfish. That's the five. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, the, it's not just. Oh, and the, a dog. The, <laughs> she, you know, she's a kind of a socially awkward and becomes less socially awkward, which is true. You mm-hmm. know, she starts dressing more. Stands she, up to her brother. Stands up to her brother. Rocky gives her more confidence, and you would think like okay, and then she softens Rocky, but also she gives him more confidence. Yes, she does. Which is yeah. the you know, which is the yeah. So it's like they kind of fit in there together, and um, I do love that uh, aspect of it. I kind of want to know yeah. what happens in the rest. Of, I mean, I guess I remember they get rich and. There's a rich. child. There's a son. They have a son. Yeah. Uh, she dies eventually. She does. I think in between oh, Rocky Five and Rocky Balboa. Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, they all everybody around them kind of. Died. I think I remember Mickey, Mickey dies, dies in Rocky Three. I think. But didn't the actor actually die? No. He died eventually. Oh, but he... in in Rocky Three, it's part of the plot that he dies. Okay. I think, I think he that's, gets kind of um, somehow injured by Clubber Lang, right? Uh-huh. Mr. T's character, and so okay. that kind of motivates Rocky, if I remember that right. Yeah. But the, when did the actor Rocky was still uh, 82. 82. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, they didn't kill off Burgess Meredith, just the character. Yeah. I have seen but that But he has one. since died. I think it's Rocky Four is yeah. the one that... I most remember. Which one? Oh, that is, is that so, so... Eighties? It's so eighties. Yes, I that's think that... the USA versus the Soviet yes, Union. Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. the one... That might have been the first Dolph one. Dolph Lundgren. That might have been the first one that I watched. Yeah, that's the one where Apollo Creed dies. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. that's what gives Rocky's motivation there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Ivan Drago 
Yeah. Kills. Right. Um, okay. Uh, spoiler alert for yeah. all Eye the Rocky of, movies, I guess. Eye of the Tiger is in that one, or Rocky IV? Uh, Eye of the Tiger is from Rocky Three. Oh, it is? Yes. Anyway, that's the era that I remember. I mm-hmm. think it's mostly Rocky IV that I remember. Really mem- remember well that whole, well, not well, but I remembered that it was Russian. Yes. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, I don't know who it was. Yeah, that, that wasn't uh, his son. He was like, yeah, yeah he was in Rock uh, Creed too. But that wasn't his name in the movie. He was Yago. Ivan Drago. Ivan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Creed two was about Adonis Creed fighting Ivan's son. Yeah. Okay. So Ivan comes back. I haven't back seen any of the Creed ones. I didn't even know that was good, a thing like, until this week. Oh, uh, yeah, Michael B. Jordan plays Apollo Creed's son. Okay. Um, you know Michael B. Jordan from, uh, well, you would know him from Black Panther. Oh. He was the villain. Oh, the really name, good Naval really Academy fast. SEAL guy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I supposed to be rooting against him? But I guess so. Uh, uh, really compelling character in that, actually. Um, but, yeah, that's neither here nor there. I mean, it's iconic. It is iconic, so, but I think it, it's definitely, it's it's kind of strangely paced for a underdog sports movie. Because really, and I notice it more going back the second time watching it in chunks, but like the, his first date with Adrian uh-huh. is, if you take this, the first scene in her house and the second scene at the ice rink and then the third scene at his apartment, that's an 18 minute chunk. And this is before, like, we know that Apollo Creed has picked him, but Rocky doesn't even know that yet. Yeah. So this is, like, halfway through the movie, and it's like that plot yeah. hasn't even started going. Yeah. But But I, I think the movie is kind of more interested in this relationship. Yeah. And just Rocky, because it's, it's just about Rocky taking advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. And it's not really like him becoming, you know, looking at it on, on its own and not in terms of the whole franchise that it's become. Like, you don't get a sense at the end of the movie that, okay, now he's in the big leagues or he's right. going to be the yeah. top boxer in the world and be on the cover of magazines. It's just like, yeah. he's had this one moment in the sun and it's yeah. probably going to, you know, I think he got a $150,000 right. paycheck for it, which is... Uh, the way he was living, probably really helpful, but not like... Especially in 1976 yeah. money. I mean, I guess it would be life-changing, but not like uh, retire on it. Right, but just change the, yeah. you know, like, hey, let's, let's buy a house and start a family. Yeah, but I think it's it's kind of humble. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, it's, it's definitely a classic, and I think it kind of... Uh, deserving of a certain recognition. I mean, it really did change movies in a lot of ways. Yeah. As did Jaws and Star Wars, but this is very yeah. much, you know, you take this kind of deconstruction that we see in the late 60s and, and through the mm-hmm. 70s, this kind of grittiness, oh, yeah. and then giving it, like, optimism. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hadn't like, thought about that. It is... It is a big change from some of these that we saw. It's just like... Yeah. French Connection. there was yeah. so much of, like, America is just going to... Well, and yeah, I, I do kind of like that... Um, the sense of regret over lost opportunities. You have that scene where Rocky's looking into a mirror and he has a picture of himself as a kid. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of looking at that kid and then what he's turned into... And I I like kind of looking that looking at that in the perspective of the bicentennial, like where we're right. you know this is like two years after right. Watergate and there's yeah. been years of all these assassinations in the past decade and so it's like yeah. Vietnam just ended right. and you're kind of looking back to this signing mm. of the Declaration of Independence yeah. kind of like looking at your childhood yeah. picture and saying. And- what yeah. are are what are we? So I was fourth grade in nineteen seventy six. 
Um, and I remember what a huge deal the bicentennial was. Yeah. It was a huge deal. Huge. And, um, yeah, we just had a presidential election, and it was also an underdog story. You had oh, peanut, Jimmy Carter. Yeah, yeah, peanut farmer who, you know... Mm-hmm. you know became president and all this kind of stuff and uh but yeah the bicentennial now that we look back on it it was just a yeah probably a moment to look back on the u.s and yeah it, it was a national pride moment i believe so. it was but also a lot of promotion i mean you see oh, that kind sure. of in uh apollo creed's uh, um Valley, Valley Forge kind of uh, entry yes. into that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I I do like the kind of contrast with the. It kind of opens on this low level fight, but the opening shot of the movie is a shot of this mural, of uh, Jesus. Right. Yeah. It, it's like in an old church that's right. being used, and then it kind of pans down and pans out uh-huh. to show the so ring during the fight. That. And then you have a very similar shot, but instead the of... The Church of the Resurrection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Instead of, a, of focusing in on Jesus, it's a, this banner of Apollo Creed. And yeah. then, like, the similar, like, motion to the shot um, coming down. But it's... Yeah. yeah. It, it really shows this kind of contrast between this kind of visceral, low-level type of... Um, street boxing with the much more uh, commercialized um, pomp and circumstances of the the big money matches I hadn't I had forgotten about that but I was obviously when the movie I was very startled because first of all I'd never seen this movie so I'd never seen that opening shot yeah. and it was just like whoa we're looking at Jesus but then you realize you're in you know what had been, a church, or at least you're in part of the church, but it did say Church of the Resurrection. Oh, okay. Uh, well, under, that's interesting. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like, oh, that's, and uh, this is foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or Resurrection was, you know, it's the name of the church. Yeah. Um, Sylvester Stallone ended up uh, adopting the uh, turtles. Really? Named Cuff and Link. And from last I heard in a fairly recent interview with him, they're still alive. I guess turtles live a long time, do they? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's so fun. Why did he adopt them? I guess he liked them. I don't know. I would see bonding with the dog, but um, I don't think the dog's still with us. Yeah. Barkus? Cool dog. Really cool dog. Yeah, very kind of a purebred, kind of unusual for a shop like that. Yeah, like a Mastiff. Some kind of a Mastiff, right? I thought it was a Rhodesian Ridgeback. What I, I was so interested in this, because I'm like, is this Celeste Stallone's first mm. thing? And so <laughs> this is when I was talking to our, our son-in-law, who yeah. I shall not name names, but his name is not Tom and it's not Luis. That's what okay. I was saying. Yeah. But he was, um, he's a good boxer. And yeah. he, so he had a lot of thoughts about this movie. And so he was telling me that Rocky or Sylvester Stallone wrote the screenplay, mm-hmm. to, uh, shopped this around. Yeah. And it came to like, they wanted to cast somebody else in the role of Rocky, but mm-hmm. he wouldn't. He, yep. I think, took less money to to go with whoever he went with to keep himself in that role. And then he ended up writing and then later producing or whatever, maybe even directing, I don't know, the other Rocky movies. Yeah. I would not right. have... He, he I'm wrote, so, Yeah, he wrote it because he had trouble finding roles that he liked. Yeah. yeah. I can Sylvester can write. I and know. It's yeah. so surprising. I know. And that this is based on a true story. There's an actual boxer that... Rocky Mariano? No, no, his name's not... I'll have to look it up. Well, that's controversial, right? Because that's the guy who ended up suing 
Yes. Them. Ended up suing him. And it was Muhammad Ali as the the uh, Apollo, Creed, Apollo character? Creed character. But it was Muhammad Ali doing it with this other, I don't even remember his name. Is Carl, uh, Carl Weathers. No, no, no. I was going to say that, but that's not, Carl Weathers is the actor. But there's an actual boxer who, it's the same sort of scenario where Muhammad Ali is, as was already the heavyweight champion, I believe, and was set up this sort of for show thing. And it was this unknown guy who went the distance with him Mm -hmm. and lost, but went the distance with him. But, yeah, had you not heard that? Yeah, maybe not that much detail. So that mural in the Church of the yeah, Resurrection. Chuck Wepner. Yeah. He yeah. is a boxer who fought Muhammad Ali and lost on a TKO in the 15th round. So that was... The, oh, he, a TKO. He wasn't, he wasn't expected to go past the third round. So it was... Loosely based on Chuck Webner, and this is what my son-in-law, who shall not remain named, although I might have already said his name. Why uh, are we hiding his name? I don't is know. Why, why should I? Yeah. yeah. It's just to add drama. Okay. You have a son with the same name. So. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So we know it's either Mikey or CJ. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> or Christopher or Joseph. Yeah, so James interesting that I said the contrast between the mural yeah. and the poster or the banner of Creed. Yeah. And Apollo is the sun god. Ooh. Yeah. And Creed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, the sun is kind of a resurrection because he rides his chariot across the sky. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah, so the other thing that he told me was that that scene where they're both in bed before his fight and she said to him... Oh, no, when he says to her, if I even go... The distance, I'll, I'll count it a victory. Yeah. Or something. I think that's what it was. Uh-huh. That when when Sylvester Stallone was writing this, he had talked to this guy, Wepner, mm-hmm. and he had told him that story. Oh. So that was part of what the lawsuit was about, was because he's like, that's oh, yeah. exactly well, what I said. It's kind of a good case, though, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Um, you like Talia Shire? Uh, yeah, she's a- Adrian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's sweet. Yeah, she's very we'll sweet. We'll see her twice more. Yeah, a beautiful woman playing a yeah. frumpy woman. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will, she will also plays Connie Corleone in The Godfather and Godfather Part 2, so oh, we'll see yeah. her a couple more times. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we'll see Sylvester Stallone again. No, not in Rambo. Or, no, not Rambo. So or, that's another or, series um, he started. Yes. Yeah, see? also kind of start through the uh, very kind of gritty original with a lot of uh, ideas and turned into kind of the action franchise. Oh, I never saw The First Blood is the first one. Yeah, um, it's an interesting movie that's also from 82, I think. any of the Rambos, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the first one's very different. He's just a a Vietnam vet who's kind of become, the society treats him as an outcast, and then he uh, ends up becoming a vigilante. Okay. And so it's kind of a little bit more thoughtful about the experience of vets, and then he kind of becomes a, a... superhero in the rest of the series. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, so, uh, that's Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. That's Rocky so, kid. see it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I have to do not, my job. Not my, um, really not my favorite of a real stellar lineup, but, uh, it's, 
probably uh, Bridgerton's win. Um, you know, again, all the President's Men, Network, and Taxi Driver have held their own <laughs> over the over time, and uh, and Bound for Glory is really good too. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. Yeah, so are we ready for the neck? Yes, we are just about ready. Let's see. Bonnie's pulling up a chat GPT of the neck, and then she made me write one. <laughs> I didn't make you. This one's pretty good. Okay. In Philly, a fighter named Rocky, with punches both powerful and stocky, he trained hard with heart, and the ring played his part, and became a champ, strong and cocky. I think I that think might be their best one yet. That's really good, <laughs> as far as being in the form of a limerick. Yeah, the rhyme's not exact, but it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah, that's, it's very good. they usually don't do. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Oh, you're so good at this. <laughs> I had a struggle with this one. Oh, this is so good, Dennis. All you right. think so? Yeah. Poor Rocky was used to rejection till Creed made a shocking selection. He'd fight for the prize, but his heart truly lies with a shy lady starved for affection. Yeah. That's so good. We have <laughs> Thank to, you. We have to do a, you got to make a book of your limericks. Oh, I should have been saving them. And you haven't been saving them? Well, I mean, we have them recorded. Yeah, we so. do have them recorded. So we have to... I'm not going to go back and find them all out. Maybe uh, one of your mean girls can do that. Yeah, well, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Rocky got ten nominations. Wow! That's a lot that was tied with Network. For we both got ten. Uh, it got uh, four acting nominations. Okay. Can you guess who? So, Rocky. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester yeah. Stallone. He had two nominations. He's also nominated for okay. Best Screenplay. Talia Shire. Yes. For okay, Best Actress. Best Actress. Uh, Carl Weathers. No. No. Not Carl Weathers. Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Yes. For Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. And Polly? Yeah. Very young. Very young, okay. Yeah, both. Birds. I would really like to see the backstory of Polly. I don't know if the other movies give you the backstory of Polly, but they, you know, he's such a. Can yeah. you, when you talk about lost opportunities? Mm-hmm. You see pictures in, yeah. in their house, and you're wondering, okay, was that him in the Navy, or was that his yeah. dad as a young man? Um, and was he a Navy chief? Or, you know, what was the, you know, what's his backstory? Maybe once the Creed franchise wraps up, we can do a prequel series okay. on Polly. Polly in the Navy. Yeah. Uh, Bert Young, I don't think Bert Young is with us anymore. I believe he died in the last few years. Okay, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, um, Bert Young and um, Burgess Meredith both lost to Jason Robards. For playing Ben Bradley in okay. All the President's Men. And He's you said she was great? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Talia Shire lost to Faye Dunaway for Network. Okay. Um, Sylvester Stallone lost to Peter Finch for Network. Okay. Oh, yeah. And the I third mean, that he, is Peter Finch the one who did the... Howard Beale? Yeah. On Madison. Yeah. That yeah. Was... Uh, Beers are Straight won Best Supporting Actress for Network. So it won... It was the second of three movies to win three acting awards. Wow. Uh, the first was uh, Streetcar Named Desire in 1951. Okay. And the um, only other time... Have we done 1951 yet? Yes. Uh, Streetcar Named Desire lost to all the pre- all, an American in Paris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it seems and then, like Streetcar Named Desire was a strong contender. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about it in the podcast. Yeah, that was a uh, long time ago. It, American in Paris was a big surprise. Yeah. Uh, I said when the um, presenter read the envelope, he goes, oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> really? American okay. in Paris. Wow. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this won three acting awards, and most recently, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once oh, won yeah. three. Yeah. Uh, no movies ever swept all four. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so that's it. Rocky only ended up winning three. Mm-hmm. So it won Best Picture, Director, and Film Editing. Okay. Uh, so um, Sylvester Stallone did not win for his script. I think that went to Network. I mean, it was a stacked year, so it's, it's going to be hard to sweep. Well, Thanks. Uh, yeah, before we offend a lot of people like, for instance, our parents, Burt Young is still alive. Oh, great. Go, <laughs> yes, go and he's younger than our dad. Oh, okay. Well, he's a few months younger than our dad. So he is, uh, they're both 83. Uh, yeah, and the famous montage song, Gotta Fly Now, did not win Best Song. That's what that's called? Yeah. It Gotta should be called Fly the, Now. No, it should be called the Rocky theme. Okay, Rocky theme, Gonna Fly Now. Okay. Um, yeah, it lost Best Song, and this leads into our, our new feature, oh. which is we're going to play... Name that tune with the year's best song winner. Okay. So let's see if you okay. know this. Oh, the way we were? A very close, actually. Sounds just like that, right? Yeah. It's so Barbara Streisand? It is Barbara Streisand. Oh, Mindy Splendor thing? Oh, mm. uh, yeah. The song is evergreen. But it says love is a mini splintered thing. Love's, no. no. Love soft is an easy chair. Yeah. Love. Oh. Love is a mini splintered thing. Is a oh. I've heard this song. I know this song. Yeah. Uh, from, She's got a beautiful voice. She oh does. Oh my gosh. Yeah. From. We talked about it briefly. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Okay. A Star is Born. Oh, yes. I've seen that movie. You saw this version? Yeah. It's the okay. only version I've seen. Oh, this is the wor- that's the worst version. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's true, because I've only seen one of them, and I like that version. <laughs> yeah, why not watch the it was, Judy Garland version it from was 1954? Barbara Streisand and Robert... Robert? And Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson. Oh, some blonde yeah. guy. Yeah. And then it was recently, well, in 2017. Lady Gaga? Yeah, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I've heard that was good. Really good, yeah. Yeah, Lady Gaga can sing also. Oh, yeah. She can sing. Those most recent two were about singers, and the first two were about movie stars. Okay. Uh, Well, Judy Garland also can sing. Yes. Uh, She sings The the Man Who Got Away in, in in The Star Is Born. Okay. And of course, somewhere over the right, she sings okay, a bunch I of songs. Okay, I would do that. Yeah, first version was 1937. Frederick uh, March, Janet Gaynor. Oh, and then the second version is Judy Garland. Yeah. In the 40s? 1954. 54, okay. Yes. And then... James Mason. And then... Okay, so wow, there's been four. One, two, three, four. All right, here we go. All right. Um, are we ready to see what is coming up next? Yeah. Neither of us picked Rocky. Neither of us have predicted that it would come up this no. soon. No. Um, That's true. What do you think is coming up next? Well, I have no idea. I learned today that it's unlikely to be Parasite. but Well, we'll see. They're, they're all going to yeah. come up eventually. Okay. <laughs> it could be Amadeus. It's got to be coming up soon. Amadeus, No Country for Old Men. Parasite, Moonlight, and the best years of our lives. Okay. Yeah, they're all going to come up eventually. I, yeah. I have All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, Rebecca, The Deer Hunter, Unforgiven, and West Side Story. Yeah, it's going to be one of those. Yeah, a lot of good movies coming up. That's, ex- that's exciting, okay. right? Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, all right. So without further ado... All quiet on the Western Front. There we go. You it was one of yours. Yeah. Okay, that's a war movie. I don't know if you know this. 
uh, oh, World War so, One. Oh, okay. I, I, and seen, the, here's here's a um, uh -huh. interesting tidbit. I don't know if you know that, but this movie was there was a remake in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty. Yeah. And it also was nominated for Best Picture and one of the top contenders, although everybody knew everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So what did it lose to? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. So have you, you've seen All the Quiet on the Western Front? No, I have not seen either of them. Okay. I know nothing about it except well, it's a what World you've War told One me. movie. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, yeah. So what we'll year is this movie? 1930. Wow. This is from the <gasps> so third so... annual Academy Awards. Oh my gosh. So this is before there was. They didn't even call it World War One. Yes. They could just call it. Was it was just the Great War. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, we're not going to be able to continue with our new feature because the best song category wasn't introduced until 1934. So. Wow. Uh, but we will be back next week with so our earliest movie that's we, left on the board. We can continue with it because you could just play the number one song from 1930. Okay, let's do that. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back next week with All Quiet on the Western Front. Are you looking forward to it? Uh. You love war movies. Do I? <laughs> no. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm very, I want to see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other World War One movie we watched was Wings, which you liked. Oh, yes, I did like yeah. Wings. Oh, wait, is this a silent movie? No. Okay. No, only a couple years after Wings, though. Okay. All right. So, until next week. Bye. Bye.